Hi there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Classic Gaming Brothers. I'm Zach. And I'm Seth. And we are the Classic Gaming Brothers, where we play games that are classic. Yes, and sometimes we're the Classy Gaming Brothers. Yes, sometimes we are the Classy Gaming Brothers. And sometimes I think that we're, we're always so, classy. And we're always brothers. And we're, we are always brothers. I, You have known me your entire life. Yeah, uh, and you have known me your entire life. No, no, I've I lived for quite some time before you were around. <laughs> okay, that's true. <laughs> um, so we're we're once again, like uh, said, uh, what 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 was said by Zach is that we're uh, two brothers and we're we're just uh, we're just making a podcast about video games. That's right. Uh, um, uh, and some of the, some of them are in fact classic. Some of them are classic. Um. Well, not a classic game. Well, maybe a classic game, but what game have you been playing recently, Seth? Uh, recently, actually, I've been playing a game that is still in early access, so it is not even a game, I guess, oh. right? If it's not been released, is it a game? Uh, I think so. Uh, it's a game called GTFO, uh, oh. and uh, you can draw your own conclusion what that stands for. Um, I have been playing the game for... Uh, about I played it for a few hours with a it's a, a multiplayer only game so okay. I was or uh, a co-op game I think you can play by yourself but you'll die um, and uh, you're essentially these uh, these soldiers I think or prisoners or soldier prisoners that are trying to find an object mm-hmm. using um, terminal systems like you have to go find terminals and then you have to ping and query different locations of items and keys and stuff oh, okay. uh, at the same time of navigating uh an rng type uh which is random number generator so it's like a random system like a random map well yeah the map's not random but the encounters are yeah. of uh monsters which may be aliens um but they're around and they can um swarm and uh and kill you pretty quickly uh so you go through every everybody's got like can take different weapons so you are in different tools so you can have somebody with like a sentry gun and uh or i play with like a a bio detector so i can detect if aliens are behind the doors which are Mm -hmm. helpful i don't even know if they're necessarily aliens or if they're like monsters but yeah so i've been playing gtfo um it's in early access. It's uh, fun if you like uh, cooperative horror. I guess it's kind yeah. of a weird uh, genre, kind of like Dead by Daylight or um, games that are or Friday the Thirteenth. I guess um, yeah, yeah. Games okay. that are horror driven games where you're doing jump scares, but you're with buddies. Yeah, so it, it works. I, yeah, and I feel like it's kind of more of like a, a Aliens versus like alien if that makes any sense okay yeah that, that does make sense uh, uh, i don't know if that makes sense for the yeah. listeners but it makes sense to me <laughs> yes uh aliens alien is more of a like a horror truly horror movie where aliens is more like jump scare marines fighting aliens type game. yes okay yeah 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 uh, cool. So, what what about you? What have you been uh, playing recently? Yeah, well, I've been I've been playing through or again uh, Red Dead Redemption Two uh, for the PlayStation Four. Um, I I already played through it. I got it actually on release um, a while back, um, but I decided I wanted to get back onto the dusty trail and uh, hitch up my spurs and uh, get back on my horse and 
and ride around town. Is um, it? Uh, is it high noon? It's high noon. <laughs> um, it's a it's a very a well-made game from rockstar um for those who haven't for some reason heard of it i uh it's a cowboy game but it's really fun you uh you play as a uh cowboy in uh, in a fictional state in the old west and you you do cowboy things you get into duels you you can do bounty hunting you can rob banks you can rob trains uh you can rob individuals on the street it's or you can be the nicest cowboy around and do chores for people um, it's like grand theft auto in the wild west yeah it's like grand theft auto in the wild west um where instead of stealing like cadillacs you can steal like horses <laughs> now what if um if i've never played red dead redemption one would i have need to have played it to play red dead redemption two so i i actually never played red dead redemption one um oh, okay but um not really there are references to red dead redemption one but uh red dead redemption two despite its name is actually a prequel to the first game um um and so there are characters who appear in the first game who are in this game but you're getting more introduced to these characters now um versus uh how you encountered them in the original game oh good so it's like actually that that makes me um want to uh actually pick it up sooner rather than later yeah i definitely it recommend it the, yeah once the holiday seasons is actually over in real life yes time. yeah, yeah um, Where things get a little wiggly wobbly when we reference real time and recording i guess yeah but uh in order to provide a christmas episode or an episode of christmas week we are doing some pre-records so. yay <laughs> um <laughs> But no, it's 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 it is a very fun game. Um, I would say that if you have played the first game, you probably would get a couple of maybe like inside jokes and stuff like that. Um, mm. But uh, having not played the first game, I never felt like I was out of the um, out of the game at any point, or I never felt lost in it. Um, it they always kind of it, it very much does what uh, GTA does, where. Um, it, there will be references to previous GTA games, but if you pick up GTA Five, you don't necessarily need to have played GTA Four. No, uh, no, but yeah. GTA Four is a pretty good game. Yeah, and, and Red Dead Redemption One is also, from what I've heard and from what my roommate has told me, a very good game. But yeah, I, uh, I actually you, own you it. To pick it up. Oh, cool! <laughs> I, I own it on the PS3. Yes, um, yes. I had some difficulty with really getting into it, which is why I was hesitant about Red Dead Redemption 2, but maybe having it available on the PC will make it easier for me to get into the game. Yeah. I tend to get into games easier when I'm on the PC. I, I definitely recommend kind of it. Me. And it's, yeah. it's a game that you can definitely go back and replay. There is a, um, uh, what is it called? a moral like compass uh for the characters so you can like a paragon renegade yeah i guess um but yeah you can you can either play it as quote-unquote an outlaw or you can play it as essentially like a goody two-shoes um so you you can do more good things for people um which will uh, affect different elements of the game not necessarily pretty much the endings from what i understand the same but it will affect different elements in the game it's no 
green and red blue reapers or anything like that no i don't think so <laughs> uh, which which is both of those comments are a reference to a game called mass effect which is a grand game i don't know if mass effect would be considered a classic game but i mean we could probably cover it in an episode we're yeah. we're pretty uh loosey-goosey when it comes to uh what our definitions of what things that we cover in this podcast are um so in the last uh few episodes we've actually been covering deep dives onto specific games we yes. have done a deep dive on journeyman and mm-hmm. we did a deep dive on um the episode that we just Half-Life. did. Half-Life, that's right. So, which I guess included the whole series itself. But, um, so today we're, we're going to go back to kind of like what we did with um, Mech and uh, talk kind of about a, a game development company and specifically a license that that game development company has. Um, so that game development company is uh, LucasArts. Yes, um, and and with this episode, uh, probably a caveat would be we'll, we we can definitely return to the topic of LucasArts. They they are a yes. very um they have a, they're a company that has a very strong and very long library of games. Um, yes, but we will specifically be looking at the the Star Wars IP of LucasArts games uh, that Seth and I grew up with or have fond memories or not so fond memories of playing. Yes. Um, in fact, uh, according to the Wikipedia, LucasArts was uh, founded in 1982, uh, which at the time of this recording is about 37 years ago. And they are currently owned by the Walt Disney Company. And according to the Wikipedia, they have 10 employees, which it makes sense because Disney is shutting down the whole video game unit and keeping on a a limited staff i guess um so uh but that they are very very old company um now a subsidiary that's pretty much defunct um and they produced not only just star wars games they produced a lot of games oh yeah different varieties um including indiana jones games and some unique intellectual properties that were all just lucas arts um they were founded by George Lucas. Some IP, other IPs of theirs include, besides Star Wars, um, Zombies Ate My Neighbors was one of theirs. Um, Sam and Max. Uh, what else? Uh, you mentioned Indiana Jones. Also, Curse of Monkey Indiana Island. Uh, uh, Dig. Um, yep. There was a game called Dig, and there was also a game called... Um, not dig um uh, no it was not it wasn't called dig not dig it was called um my mind is blanking it was loom that's loom the name. okay and i did actually find it in my list of games i own both dig and loom um they are more classic adventure games um because lucas arts was really into that for a little while mm. um and and they also they also um of course handled pretty much up until up until the Disney acquisition, almost every Star Wars game, in some manner of speaking, um, be it um, with help from a company like Bioware or Traveler's Tales when it came to like the um, Old Republic or Lego Star Wars games, um, respectively. But they've pretty much always had their name on the Star Wars IP. Yeah, and uh, either through a developer role or uh, like a publisher type role. Yeah, exactly. Um but but Seth and I both have um, 
pretty similar histories, I would say, with LucasArts, just because um, we were, we're both into Star Wars as youths, and we're still into Star Wars. Um, so, yep. um, uh, which which Lucas when you when you think of LucasArts Star Wars games, Seth, what 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 comes to your mind? When I think of LucasArts, what comes to mind? Or LucasArts uh, Star Wars specifically. Um, so specifically Star Wars, I would probably think of um the Dark Forces series. Okay. Um, I I know when we were. So Dark Forces specifically was a first-person shooter that done by uh, LucasArts um, because Doom was very popular. So LucasArts decided that they were also going to be very popular by making a first-person shooter. And so they created Star Wars Dark Forces um, and was actually a, um, a successful first-person shooter line. Um, and that was the, for me personally, um, was the first, first, first person shooter that I saw that I saw someone play that they were jumping around and Mm. you, you you can't jump in doom, which was the game or Wolfenstein. Right. So those, so I saw those games and played those games earlier and then I saw Dark Forces and somebody, the minor thing like just being able to jump in a game made the game feel so much more realistic. Mm. Um, and I it kind of blew me away in regards to the capabilities of what you could do with uh, the type of games. Yeah, and, and that's kind of one of the cooler parts about Dark Forces where... Um, Doom is is fairly straightforward in terms of its gameplay. There are some puzzle elements every now and then. Um, Dark Forces kind of mixes the puzzle elements with some um, very, uh, very um, simplistic in ways platforming. Um, simplistic in the, just in the sense that um, platforming in a first person perspective can be difficult. So that they it is you do do it in the game but it's i wouldn't say it's incredibly complex platforming <laughs> but they did no. still add co- platforming into a first person shooter which was um very new for the time right and and i think platforming itself was a new genre so even that type of situation like doing that in a first person shooter like you said was difficult in its own right oh yeah, now absolutely. going back and going through it you can kind of identify the trope puzzles as it were pretty easily but back then there was no reference so you would kind of go in kind of confused um so we were we actually kind of because star wars is so such a big property to talk about we ended up deciding to kind of break this episode out into three different subsections Mm. Uh, let us know like what your thoughts are and let us know like how you feel about like do you like deep dives onto specific video games do you like deep dives onto developers do you like a little blend like let us know like send us an email uh we'll still consider you for our contest and giveaway and we just it'll help us kind of refine like what we talk about because we can go on about specific games forever we can also go on about specific publishers forever and absolutely and, and let us know if you like the history aspect or like the gameplay aspect or like what part of the podcast speaks to you the most and we'll try to do more or uh or less of whatever 
uh, you guys want to hear because that's, you know, we're, we, we do like to hear ourselves talk, which is probably number one reason why at least I'm doing this. But yes. um, I, we also like to produce a, a product that people want to actually listen to um, weekly. So um, yeah, so we're going to structure structure it. We're going to talk about um, the uh, the first game that uh, we, li- we like to talk about is uh, the Phantom Menace game, which hopefully yes. is Zachary's first game. That comes to his mind when he thinks of Lucas Arts. Definitely, I... definitely, definitely one of the first games. Um, right. uh, the the Phantom Menace game came out pretty much, um, pretty much right alongside the the Phantom Menace movie. Um, so I, the game, I believe, came out in 1999, along with the movie when it came out. It right. was on PC. It was on PlayStation. I believe it was also on the Dreamcast. Um, it is a third person kind of top down ish some the perspective is kind of weird um platformer adventure action. game action adventure game i i don't uh, know if there's any adventure in this game <laughs> but you play as um a select number of characters from from the phantom menace movie um including obi-wan kenobi qui-gon jinn um you can play as princess amidala and you can play as uh princess amidala's uh captain captain panaka who yep. has like two lines in the entire movie, but he gets a whole segment of the game um, he, to himself. It's, yeah, it's it's it, there's pretty much a segment where it is uh, the Captain Panaka game. Yes, 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 yes. The the Captain Panaka Panaka game. It, it is looking back on it. It is a uh, it is a very interesting game. Um, uh, sometimes you're playing it and you wonder if they even knew what Star Wars was. Um, because they got some elements right they got the lightsabers right they got the you know droids right but then there are other parts that are just very strange um such as if your character dies by being crushed by something or being like jumping into like a power grid they'll explode into a billion pieces like they're legos um there's I don't also, even remember that. Yeah, there's also there's also a moment in the game where you talk to a guard so in the Qui-Gon Jinn part of the game, you you're on most most you're in most Espa, um, and you're doing it. Kind of turns into a fetch quest game. You're kind of going around doing assorted chores around most Espa before you can talk to Anakin. Eventually, you can talk to Anakin. That progresses the game. Um, there's a part of the game where you need to get down to the level where the pod racing is going to happen, and you talk to a guard, and the guard tells you, "Oh, if you want to get down to where the pod racers are, just jump over the just jump over the railing over there, and if you do that, you die." <laughs> so, <laughs> which like I don't know how many games tell you to openly do something which will kill your character in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I well, who, you're the one that's taking advice from a spectator. That is the, true. Well, he's like I a mean, guard. Like, yeah, I don't but, know. Is he? Is he? When was the last time you played this game? Uh, oh, that's probably not for many years. Um, but it, it actually the whole most Espa part of the game is is very amusing because you run into a whole 
cast of characters, including um, a gentleman who, if you force push him, he tells you to stop pushing me over and yes. over and over again. Um, there's, there's also YouTube videos of it. Yes, there's also a man who sells dung worms, and if you walk on top of his dung worm, dung worms, everyone will comment on your atrocious smell for the rest of that level. <laughs> That's true. I think it actually makes it uh, hard to pass by certain parts of the level because you can't progress when certain characters won't talk to you normally. <laughs> Yes, because you smell like dungworms. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, I think that the part of that game that really spoke to me, as it were, was the uh, the introduction. As the game actually plays out pretty faithfully to the movie. Yes, yeah. And uh, you start off and you're, 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 you go into the conference room where uh, the gas comes in. And I think you can actually, if you decide not to do anything, you can die in that room. That could be, <laughs> and that's the end of the game. It's a very, it's, it also allows you to literally kill anyone in that game. Um, yes. Mind you, if you kill like important characters like Padme or Anakin, it will be like game over you have killed anakin but you can go around most yeah. of the gungan city killing every gungan you encounter that's not jar jar pinks <laughs> and for most part you will not be punished as jar jar might say yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a it is definitely a an interesting movie adaption of a game yes. and i don't feel like they adapted any of the other games like it like they adapted the ga- other movies some, yes like, yeah other movies have adaptions um including the original trilogy have video game uh, yes, adaptions yeah. but i don't feel like they made another phantom menace type adaption there almost isn't another game like phantom menace period like there are games that have the same gameplay style in some ways but it's just so unique of a game to pick up and play and it yes. is a it is a wild time. <laughs> it, yes, I would I would in fact recommend it over watching the actual movie. Yeah, almost purely for the curiosity element, um, I highly recommend it. And there are some hilarious yeah. cheat codes in that game. Um, I, I don't. How do you even get it now? Is it abandonware? Probably abandonware. Um, again, it was also on the PlayStation and it was on the Dreamcast. So if you have those consoles, you can definitely pick it up for that um but for the pc at least it is abandonware so you know browse around ebay see if you can find a copy of the cd i think someone on reddit um managed to um find a workaround to get it to work on modern consoles or modern pcs rather um so that's how that's how i've been able to recently just at least load it up and look at it recently but i haven't done a deep playthrough in years yeah um i did just do a quick look uh, for Phantom on Phantom Menace on myabandonware.com mm-hmm. and I did not find any I did find uh, Return of the Phantom Oh, but um, <laughs> I also found Star Wars Pit Droids from oh, Windows yeah. 1999 I had that game <laughs> yes, I, yes I remember which was uh, it was a Again, which I mean, I guess it's in the same vein of Phantom Menace since it's pit droids, but yeah. you you have to use you have to use pit droids of different colors to solve puzzles because they can only walk in certain directions. Yeah, it's a very obnoxious puzzle game um, that I definitely want to play again. Um, well, at some point, um, and knowing it's on, actually, I found my original CD, so I don't even have to worry about going on abandoned 
abandonware. Um, so I just gotta pop that pop that pupper in and <laughs> what, what what pupper? Oh, <laughs> Star Wars Pit Droids. Yeah. Oh, you found the actual CD? For yeah, Pit I found Droids my original CD. Yeah. For Phantom Menace or Pit Droids? Both. Oh well, that's because you're a, a collector there. Yes, or um, hoarder, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> no, your house is clean. Um, Mostly. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so or ask Zach; he'll mail you the uh, the copy of the Phantom. Yeah, I'll just I'll just mail, mail you a copy, and you can have it. <laughs> uh, so back to. Uh, uh, Dark Forces. I think Dark Forces um, was a series of first-person shooter games that came out um, when, like I said, when Star Wars was trying, when LucasArts was trying to capitalize on the first-person popularity. And you, so there is a series of games because it was very successful. There was Star Wars Dark Forces, Star Wars Jedi Knight, Dark Forces 2. There was an expansion to that um, called Sith tales a uh, mystery of the sith mystery of the sith yes I, um, sith tale sounds like some veggie tales type of <laughs> sith tale sounds a lot more like child friendly like it's like what darth maul reads yes, kids at night yes, sith tales. Yeah, that's, that's, that's sith tales where there is no peace yes. <laughs> um and then there was star wars jedi knight uh two jedi outcast uh, and then there was uh, Jedi Academy, which was the last. It was a Star Wars Jedi Knight series. Um, Star Wars Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. I don't know. Was it Jedi? Yes, it was just Star Wars Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. Yeah, the, the uh, naming scheme gets a little confusing because you have Dark Forces, and then you have Dark Forces Two Jedi Knight, and then you have Jedi Knight Two Jedi Outcast, and then you just have Jedi Academy. Jedi Knight. <laughs> Jedi, Jedi, Knight, Knight, Jedi, Knight Jedi Academy. Jedi Academy. <laughs> yeah. um, so they they kind of go all around the place um there was a a, a, so dark forces was released uh in 95 uh dark forces 2 and mysteries of sith came out in 97 98 uh then there was a lag um about three years and then in 02 and then 03 came jedi knight 2 jedi outcast and jedi knight jedi academy um i remember we own jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast and got Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. Um, the first four games, uh, well, the first three games and the expansion, Mystery of the Sith, all take place um, around a character called Kyle Katarn. And he is kind of like, I kind of think about him. I feel like Kyle Katarn is kind of like Jedi hobo is like what kind of like what I view him as. Um, he's or like Jedi thug. He's yeah, he's 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 a lot actually like if if Han Solo believed in the force and kind was of kind of like he kind of believed in the force and was just less charismatic. Yeah. He's kind of like a, yeah, or like Dash Rendar. Uh, yes. <laughs> it was, it's kind of like a, he's, Kyle Katarn's a, he's a, he's a gunslinging mercenary who somehow becomes a Jedi, mostly through injecting himself in the Force or something. Some weird plot where he becomes the Jedi, because he finds a 
Valley of the Jedi and then attunes himself to it and then becomes a Jedi. Even though he never joins the Jedi Order, he just knows how to use Jedi powers. Yes. Um, To go back to gameplay, it's really cool because they start off the game as a first-person shooter, traditional guns that are all Star Wars-themed, and then you develop your Jedi powers, and then you get Jedi powers that you can use in a first-person shooter along with a lightsaber. Yes. Which... Once again, this is an action game, so the story doesn't have to really be there. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't... I, the, the story... There is a story, and you can yeah, certainly... Yeah, it's, it's... I mean, it's loose, at least for Jedi Outcast, um, the story mostly revolves around um, a Imperial Remnant group who is looking to create a army of Dark Force wielders, and yeah. they're being led by... A lizard man who looks... Yeah, reptile man. Yeah, a reptile man who sounds like Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. But but he looks like um, like a street shark. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. So his name is Dasan. Dasan. And, and he has a scantily clad uh, apprentice named Tavion. Who you Tavion, think, yes. Yes, who, who you think dies and then she comes back it's very very she gets better she gets better Uh, you you do team up with lando during parts of jedi outcast where he is voiced by billy Dee williams (laughs) yes because billy needs work yes um and it's pretty much just billy Dee williams making one-liners throughout most of his time with you (laughs) which is all you need in life really is billy Dee williams following you around giving you one-liners um, and you you actually take his uh, expanded universe ship, the Lucky Lady Luck, Lady Luck, yeah, Lady Luck, his uh, casino ship that he happened to have, which is in so in all of the Star Wars Dark Forces, so they all used to be um, would legit, they used to be canon. Um, then Disney bought Lucas Arts, and now they are no longer uh, canon. Um, so they um, they are no they're now part of the legacy, uh, and they have not been grandfathered in at this time. No, and and likely parts of them won't be considering the original Dark Forces plot revolved around you stealing the Death Star plans, and that's been covered already in the canon thanks yes. to Rogue One. So I highly doubt we will get much of the Dark Forces universe besides references here and there. But who knows? Anything's possible with Disney at this point. Yeah, though I though think about it with like Rogue One instead of starring all those people, just Kyle Katarn in yes. the Dark Forces game. Um, <laughs> imagine if Cassian was just Dark. Imagine if Cassian was just just Kyle Katarn. Just just Kyle Katarn. Um, yeah, so they it's an interesting series of uh, Star Wars games. They're definitely a lot of fun. Um, even I think even till today that I think I feel like first person shooters age pretty well, um, and I think that you can have a, a really fun time playing through. Uh, I recommend Jedi Knight Two Jedi Outcast. I'm personally a big fan of it. Um, I don't think you necessarily need it. Uh, to have uh, played the other ones to enjoy it. Jedi Academy was the first game in the Dark Forces Star Wars series where you could actually design your own person. 
and you can pick your own lightsaber color which was really cool so, yeah and yeah. it also allows you to do um uh, later in the game you can build a double bladed lightsaber a la darth maul and you can also do a akimbo style um two blades in one and uh, two blades in both hands yes um, um which uh is very unique i mean uh, we saw that in, in the movies but um we hadn't gotten the gameplay with that yet so that was yeah that was very fun and it allowed you to use you could get different powers depending on your lightsaber style Mm, yes so you could like if you had the two lightsabers you could like spin them around yourself or something yeah and um correctly and jedi academy also did something cool where there's there's two endings there's a light side and a dark side ending um where if you if you use more dark side abilities um you'll lean closer to taking the dark side ending the choice is ultimately always yours even if you take all dark side abilities you can choose the light side but um there is two different endings in the game um the dark side ending is actually pretty crazy um and it involves you stealing a star destroyer at one point so that's that's fun (laughs) yeah um it's uh, kind of I actually, so I actually liked uh, the pacing of Jedi Outcast better than Academy. Academy I did makes too, you yeah. start up, start as a Jedi in the beginning, where Outcast restricts you to first person until, well, like guns until you, until mid game, which is I feel like a better pacing. But overall, I think it's a it's a great series of games. Um, yeah. Our, our final um, game that we wanted to talk about, um, if you could call it a game. Yeah, if we could call it a game. Um, so there was a period of time where uh, LucasArts got a little weird. Uh, <laughs> and it was, we like to call this the early 90s, or mid-90s, 96, <laughs> 97. Um, and they released a, a few different games. Uh, some games that they released were games like Afterlife, where mm. it was a, a god game, kind of akin to Black and White before Black and White was a thing. Where your job was to build a heaven and hell, a la Sim City, um, and assign punishments to your citizens and uh, infrastructures for your for the different sins of your citizens. So you could have like a envy city, and you need to make certain envy locations. Um, yeah, it's a interesting game that was released um it actually scored pretty similar and it was uh actually um people people who liked SimCity um kind of liked it because it was it was kind of in that vein but different right it kind of broke from the uh uh the the same kind of uh thing that was coming out during that time and then the other one was the a game called Outlaws, which Zachary has familiarity with. Yeah, so Outlaws is a rather bizarre um, first-person shooter uh, made by Lucas Lucas Arts. You play as a cowboy. Um, it, bizarre in the sense that the game is your fairly run-of-the-mill sort of first-person shooter, but there's a lot of really weird um, like Easter eggs and stuff. Like for example, there's one part where um, you, if you throw a stick of dynamite down an uh, outhouse, um, there's an alien that you see um, in the outhouse, uh, and you can like if you blow up the dynamite, then you'll you'll go down into under the 
outhouse and there's a spaceship under the outhouse <laughs> so there's just some weird elements to it it's, um yeah I, I wouldn't say it's i wouldn't say it's an incredibly um like it, it's not really an incredibly new first person shooter by any means but it's it's definitely a bizarre first person shooter <laughs> yeah um to go back to easter eggs uh, actually i was just reading that afterlife had a video uh, easter egg where if you cheated too much they would send us death star to destroy buildings oh yes <laughs> so because they were lucas arts so they had the rights for death star so yes um but during this time that they were releasing games such as afterlife and outlaws uh they released a game called yoda stories yes star wars yoda stories which was um the second in a two game series of what they called desktop adventures the first being indiana jones and his desktop adventures and these games uh took place on uh the windows platform and you would open them up in a in a window hence they were a desktop adventure because they would play on your desktop in a window and they essentially this i there's this article on kotaku got kotaku Yep. Um, by uh, Luke Plunkett, who wrote, The Star Wars game was so bad, they should have made more of them. Um, <laughs> where uh, he he talks about how the game that didn't have a plot, it didn't also either really have, it just had you have tasks. Um, mm. And the game starts off with you it's like a completely like zelda kind of looking game um like old like old school zelda looking game where you where it's luke instead of link and he flies his x-wing to dagobah and (laughs) gets out of his x-wing and talks to r2d2 who's already on dagobah (laughs) yes (laughs) so that's where and our tradition then becomes an object that he can pick up and then he goes and finds yoda who gives him a quest um in fact that quest is to um go and rescue a general who was rescued kidnapped by stormtroopers and he yoda gives you this entire quest in normal speak except for the beginning of his <laughs> the conversation and the end of it where yeah. he sa- where then he says take this it will help you and you get an ice drill and then you're off to Hoth to rescue a general because Yoda told you to which and you know, the, the perfect in line with <laughs> the plot of Empire Strikes Back <laughs> yes um, exactly it's a it's a unique a unique game um it, it's so a very quick brief history of the style of game desktop adventures apparently lucas arts wanted to make um games that effectively were like solitaire or like um a space cadet pinball if you would where you could pop it up you can play like five to ten minutes while you're at work and then if your boss comes by you close it out and you didn't lose any progress you know um they they tried this at first with the indiana jones game it got some decent reviews from people who understood what was going on and then they released the yoda stories game and it just was like got one star reviews the uh 
there was a Game Boy Color version that was released, and it currently is the lowest ever rated version Game Boy Color game in existence. <laughs> so that just goes to tell you about uh, Yoda stories. Yes, I I remember this game clearly, and I remember playing this game, and I remember actually enjoying this game. So that could give you just the heads up in regards to our level of uh, of what games that we might enjoy. Um, and with that, <laughs> let's get on to talking about the Byway Pass segment, where we'll yeah. tell you about which games you should buy, wait, or pass on. Absolutely. Based on our love of Yoda stories, you may now no longer take our recommendations seriously. <laughs> um, well, I think because you went first last time with the uh, Byway Pass, I'll go first this time. Um, oh. okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take a uh, take full. Full, uh, full, take the wheel uh, take the wheel here um the game i am uh, really interested in seeing is uh, ghost of tsushima um which is a game created by sucker punch productions and it's going to be published on the ps4 um and that is due out in quarter two of 2020 so uh ghost of tsushima is a samurai adventure game or samurai action adventure game um in a third person open world um game and uh just from some early uh gameplay trailers and demo trailers it looks really cool um it is heavy emphasis on stealth which usually isn't my type of game but um it, just the whole aesthetic of kind of a samurai world or live it's samurai you know um setting um it, it kind of makes the game very appealing um because we don't really have a lot of games set in kind of the time of the samurai um and that is again due out in quarter two or quarter three of 2020 it's probably going to be a wait for me just because i it's it's with games like this i mean it's so hyped up i kind of just want to see the the result before i go any further with it but uh being a big fan of Akira Kurosawa cinema, I, I I definitely will keep an eye on it. Nice, and that sounds like a, a fun game. Is it what what you you play as a samurai? Yeah, so it's it actually takes place on um, Tsushima Island in twelve seventy. Um, and it takes place during the first Mongol invasion of Japan, which was an actual event. Um, and so it has some element of, um, realism. I I believe there is some supernatural elements that go on as well, but, um, it's just the, the, the element of, you know, playing as a samurai during a realistic time period is something that you don't always get in a video game. It's a very, it's a very unique, um, time, timeline to set Is, Is it exclusive to PS4? Uh, yeah, at the moment it is, will be exclusive to PS4. I don't know if there's a plan for it to be released anywhere else, but, uh, you know, who knows. And so for my, uh, um, game, I'm, is the game that I'm looking forward to is, uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Oh. A, uh, role-playing game that is being published by Paradox Interactive, being developed by Hardsuit Labs, and as planned to be released in 2020. Uh, it looks like it's a it's a sequel to the Vampire Bloodlines game, which was oh, a, cool. a very good RPG, uh, just a role playing game, and takes place in the World of Darkness, uh, Vampire the Masquerade setting, which is a um, which is a setting and a role playing game that 
Paradox also owns. That was done by the company called White Wolf. Mm-hmm. And they do tabletops and LARPs for the setting. And Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines takes place in that canon and that world. And you are, you're becoming a vampire begins a war between in a in a seattle blood trade so the game will take place in seattle which is cool it's not a city that's usually seen and um you'll be trying to uncover a conspiracy between all these different factions and um should be very cool uh and should have some fun um good like dialogues and stories and politics and if you like that kind of stuff it'll be right up your alley if you don't well then what yeah maybe pass on it but i like this stuff so i'm gonna buy it um i recommend if you want to get into it or get ready to get to get into it um i would recommend um downloading vampire the masquerade bloodlines Hmm. i would also recommend you download any mods that might make the game a little more uh friendlier because the game needs some modification to be played perfectly yeah very fair cool well um that being said we do have a bunch of different ways that you can reach out to us uh you can reach out to us to our gmail or through our uh, facebook both of which are classic gaming brothers the gmail is classic gaming brothers at gmail.com um you can tweet at us at cg brothers pod um and you can also hit us up on instagram um, if we have anything on Instagram, uh, and, uh, we might, we might, um, we are still collecting names for our competition. Um, we, we have a contest going, if you haven't been listening, um, where if you send us an email, just letting us know what you think of the podcast, you know, what you like, what you don't like, um, things that you want to hear us talk about, um, you, your name will be entered into a chance to win, um, a game of, of your choosing off of a list that we have, not necessarily a game of your choosing, ever um but we have it we have a defined set of games yes and you can choose one of those games if you don't want one of those games sorry yeah (laughs) we we have three we have we have close to 300 games um and uh we'll uh send you that list you you can look at the list if you want a game or if you want a game for a friend then uh you just let us know and we'll send you the steam key they are pc games unless you want the phantom menace that game will come to free in your po if you have a po box or a home address we will mail that game to you because zachary needs less stuff in his house i will i will send you a copy of the phantom menace on 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 cd-rom uh, burned <laughs> a la 2005 yes <laughs> um but yeah uh definitely reach out to us if you have any questions or any questions or comments about the podcast we love to hear it yeah. um and as always don't play games like my brother and don't play games like my brother i've been seth and i've been zach we've been the classic gaming brothers that is correct all right that's, <laughs> that's a great just kick the music in <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha